0: Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the
1: host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you and your family. Hey, call somebody. Text somebody, tell them, hey, there's all kinds of information that you need to know about, about the car business, what's going on, the lying, the cheating, the violations. I want you to be the best you can be, and we're going to talk about choices and decisions today a little bit. We're going to talk about what's going on in the car business right now that has exploded, what's shut down some dealers, how tough it's getting to be, and what indirect lending means. So, I mean, that's what you need to know. And, I mean, there's so much going on. I want to open your eyes. Let's take it to the Lord right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you the praise and the glory for ability and talent to each of these listeners out there. But let it, the Holy Spirit flow through me and give them the right information. Help them to... Help me explain this where everybody can learn, everybody can understand. And they can see the vision that you've blessed me with and the talent you've blessed me with and the, what I've been through to learn and grow and understand your will in my life. And I give you all the praise and the glory for every one of these listeners to prosper and grow. And to read Jeremiah 19, 11 to, to Thirteen, how you've got plans for us to prosper and not harm us. And I ask this all in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, we're having a great Saturday morning. I'm telling you, I hope we get a little rain. It do not matter. We need it. And I hope that uh, it changes everybody's attitude. Now, that is, this is not good weather for the car business, even though you may have nothing to do, but it doesn't attract, attract the big money spenders, and that's what they want. Now, we lost a couple of dealers uh this last couple of weeks, we were losing dealers because they're lying about you. Now, this is not your fault, even though that you know that there's a lying. I told you about a lady that walked into a dealership um, several months ago, helping her brother co-sign. You remember co-signing? You're on the hook, man. You know, Bubba, come on in here and sign up for your brother. It's gonna be all right. Well, this lady didn't understand that she was on the hook. She didn't understand it goes against her credit. It, she didn't understand it goes against her buying power. So she signed it up. But here's the key to that deal: these this car dealer, big time new car dealer, didn't. They knew that they couldn't get her bought so what they do they doubled her income she brought in her pay stubs they threw them away they probably put them and uh destroyed them they said we don't need that she brought in a utility bill all oh, we need that proven where you live But they doubled the time where she lived, doubled the time where she worked, and they doubled her income. She knew they were lying, but she didn't understand what's going on. See, there's there's so much out here in the car business we don't understand. People don't realize money's the god of the car dealerships, 100%. And so she didn't understand. Let me give the number one and the number here, just in case you want to call and you have any questions. Need to know what your car's worth. What, what's what's the best advice I can give you. And then also I'm going to give my mobile number out. Get pen and paper. I'll give it now, but I'll give it later. Give us a call here, 210-340-9585. My number here is 210-340-9585. My mobile number is 830-9585. 708-4789. Give me a call. I'll call you back. And if I don't call you back, call me the next day, because sometimes I get so busy and I get so many calls and I can't catch them all. But I want to talk to you, I will call you back. And the number here, 210-340-9585. So she didn't really understand what was she was getting involved in. Helping her brother, helping her brother that she loved. And and listen to these car dealers tell her, oh, co-sign, that's nothing. Just sign your name and go on. She's on the hook. She don't understand it. So now she's got a boyfriend, and he needs a truck. And, oh, she's in love with him. What's the greatest motivation in the world is to be loved? Well, she felt like she was loved from her brother. She felt like she was loved from her from her boyfriend. And you know how that goes. That don't last forever, and maybe it won't last, and maybe it will. So she goes and helps him buy a vehicle, trades her car, puts in a little more cash, and co-signs the note. Now, she's without her car because she traded in. She's without cash because she helped put the deal together. But this dealer saw what the other dealer did, and they said, well, we'll do the same thing. We'll... Double her income. We'll double her time on her job. We don't want them to look bad. We're, we're brothers. We're thieves together in this deal. So if they can do it, we can do it. That's the only way they got bought. That's the way we're going to get bought. And we'll get her to co-sign. So now she's got boyfriend, brother, driving in vehicles, and she's afoot without any money. How does she get in this situation? Because dealerships will convince you that it won't hurt you. They'll convince you they're doing the right things. They'll convince you that you're friends. Friends or foe. I finished my book. I'm trying to get it ready to go to production. But I've got a section for friend or foe. Will a friend get you and and misdirect you and intimidate you and lie to you like they did this lady? She thinks that these dealerships are her friends. And so, expectations, you know, expectations, we expect people to tell us the truth. They're in business, they're, and they're in this $50 million dealership, and it's beautiful, and it smells good, and they got free cookies, popcorn, and drinks, and they're trying to take care of me. And our expectations think that, you know, this is a businessman, he's dressed nicely, he's trying to tell me the truth. And we find out, no, 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 that doesn't work. I've talked to so many people that's been in the business over the years that will tell you, the last five to ten years, this business has changed tremendously. Big money, big buyers, big owners, big everything's coming in, and everything continues to go up. And the pressure on the salespeople, on the managers, is is at an all-time high level, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. I'm wearing, if you're on Facebook, on uh, Randy Adams' Facebook, I'm wearing my referees. And I've coached basketball, football, baseball, and all. But I'm wearing this referee shirt to explain to you that I need to be your referee on your next purchase. I need to help you. I need to be your mentor. Because you're going to get clipped. You're going to get fouled when you walk in there. This other team... And I've explained how dealers now are studying football coaches, especially college coaches, why they have such a successful program because they want to have a successful program. Now, in college, they're not, they keep score by going, kicking the field goal, extra point, touchdowns. But in the car business, we keep score with your money, Bubba. We love your money. Hey, show me the money. Yeah, if we have to lie to a federal institution, that's all right. If we have to stretch the truth, now, we're not lying. We're stretching the truth. Now, we know the difference, but we're not lying. You're not? When you know the difference and you do something different, are you, are you lying, are you cheating, you stealing, or what? So they've shut down some dealerships in this town for lying to the federal people. Now, what does that affect us? Number one, it's not we're not at fault. You're not getting clipped on them lying to the banks and the credit unions. But where you're getting clipped is co-signing and buying something you can't afford, and the banks see your income, the banks see how long you've been there, they see how stable you are. And so they're expectations, again, expecting the dealer to tell the truth. And they're not. But you know what? All disappointments is controlled by expectations. We expect somebody to do good. We expect them to tell the truth. And we get into disappointments. But the big secret, my next book title, is, you know, we keep doing it. Bad news travels like wildfire. Good news travels slow. They all call me wildfire everywhere I go. That's an old Johnny Cash song. But you know what's amazing about the car business? Bad news don't travel in the car business. Are we ashamed to tell everybody I got robbed? I I was talking to a gentleman the other night. He wants to buy a unit that I've got. And he works on those type of units. He knows what they're worth, and he wants it. But the problem is he went to a dealership that sold him a car that broke down the first day, and then they put him in something a lot higher and I buried him even deeper. Now he owes $11,000 on a $6,000 car, and he wants to get rid of it. It didn't fit his situation. He hates it, but he owes 5000 too much. Oh, they took care of him. Yeah, you know, the transmission was bad on the unit he bought, and it broke down the first day or two. But, you know, he knows that, but nobody else knows it. This same dealership's done that to a lot of people, and they get by with it. There's dealerships in this town that rip people off. I can walk down HEB's parking lot and tell you who owes too much money just by looking at where they bought the unit, where the license plate frame is, how they got lied, how they got cheated. But we're so gullible, we don't know any difference because we're convinced that the American way is to have payments on a vehicle, on transportation, and we just live that away. Are you a settler? You remember these commercials that were out not long ago? Being a settler, I settle on... Technology that was 100 years ago. I settle on people taking advantage of me. <clears throat> I settle on being intimidated. Is that what you want? You want to be a settler or do you want to go above everybody else? You know, the good Lord wants us to have wisdom and knowledge. You know, and, and he says in Proverbs to get wisdom and get understanding at all cost. Well, the problem with understanding all costs is understanding your budget, understanding your lifestyle. I was telling Baron a while ago. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Michael, for being on the show. At KSLR wants you to improve. Wants you to learn. Wants the best for you. And so, get all understanding at all cost. See, that's at all cost. I think when you put that in perspective, is that we're talking about making the right decisions for yourself. You know. All kind, We all make hundreds of choices every day. Most choices have no right or wrong attached to them. Like, you know, what you pick to wear today. I picked to wear this jersey because I don't, I want to be your referee on your next purchase on a vehicle. Or what to eat. We know what's good. We know what's bad. And, you know, we, we got those choices. But we always face decisions that carry a little more weight. And some of them carry a little more time the time i'm talking about payments for six eight years so it's a little more weight and really a lot more weight we don't want to do wrong and we don't want to cause others to do wrong except for car dealers who don't care they don't have a clear conscience i'm not sure they got a conscience at all so how can we make better decisions be educated get wisdom and at all costs get understandings what Proverbs says I'm putting that on back of my book because we need it I'm learning every day I see things every day I understand things every day and I the, the key to me is that when I accepted Jesus Christ wisdom came into my life understanding came into my life better than I ever had I was very successful as a heathen, but the, the devil had a hold of me. I mean, you know, I was full of gri- pride, greed, selfishness, and Jones just tried to keep up with me. But you need to pray and get that Holy Spirit in there to make better decisions, make better choices, and that get understanding at all costs. Maybe you've got to drive your car a year or two longer. Maybe you need to take care of it a little better. Sometimes it costs us a little bit, blood, sweat, and tears. And that's what you got to understand. What fits my budget, my lifestyle? Where do I want to be in 20 years? Barry talked about somebody he knows that's had payments all of their life. What would they have saved? What would they have accumulated if they'd made better choices? Would they have saved three 500 a month? Well, financials advisors say that if you save 3,50 a month for 30 years, you can retire. This guy can't retire. And you could have. I see this every day. I'm, I see people who lose 15, 20, 30,000 on driving their vehicles. A year. I'm not talking about over the time. I'm talking about a year. They buy new units every year. One or two or three. You know, they put their kids in brand-new units. Of course, that's a gift to them, and maybe that's a one-time deal. I see women who buy their boyfriends' vehicles, you know, and they're gambling there, you know. But what is it, what's going on in your life? Make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. Don't get clipped. Don't get fouled. Hey, you know, they talk about football teams lying, cheating, and doing all kinds of illegal stuff. And they find them. They stop them. But somehow in the car business, it's okay. I, and I was also talking about a, a lady who bought a sports car, had no intentions of buying a sports car. She bought it off a dealer on San Pedro, an independent dealer, and she paid about 10000 too much. Figured out real quickly that he'd put her together. But here's the key to her. the good thing. There's only one good thing. She stroked a check for it. She brought it to me, said, I want to sell it. And I said, okay, it's worth $8,000. I just paid $18,000 for the car. I said, well, I'm sorry. I didn't buy the car for you. I didn't tell you to buy the car. She said, yeah, but this guy, he was such a great salesperson, and he convinced me I was going to love it. He convinced me it was a great car. He convinced me all this stuff. I said, well, go back over there where you bought it and convince him that, that he convinced you what a great deal, how everybody loves it, how it would keep its value, and it was really so cheap that, you know, you could make money on it, and now you're out trying to sell it, and you found out, I said she went to CarMax. They offered what I offered, which usually they offer less. And so she said, "Y'all same on the page." I said, "Well, I might give a little more money, but you're going to lose ten thousand dollars." She said, "Well, I, that was plus tax, title, transfer. So she's going to lose, you know, twelve thousand dollars on a sports car that she didn't intend to buy." But salespeople know how to intimidate you. They know how to sell you. They know how to close you. You know, you're not thinking about this is what they do all day long. You know, if you want to be a great golfer, you practice it all day long. You want to be a great basketball player, you practice all the time with it. You want to be a great car salesman, you, you practice all the time. You go to classes all the time. We have emails. We have books. I mean, the in the violations and the training, I mean, it just, there's pages and pages I'm showing on Facebook. The Smart Dealer University, teaching on hand's approach to F&I management sales, enroll now. Learn more, earn more. It says earn more right there. I'm putting it on Facebook. That's Facebook, Randy Adams, if you'd like to go to it and watch it live, the show live. But see, they put that earn more so those dealers can see that. They want you to be able to earn more, make more money. And we're keeping score with your money. That's the key. The choices we make from day to day. You know, and that's part of my problem. I get in the way of the Lord. I, I, I get, I'm a fixer. I'm a productive person. Uh, and he made me the way he made me. And now he's given me desire to give back, to teach, and be a mentor. But he gave me the instructions how to do this show. Everybody was against this show. i am talking about everybody I know was against it. But he led me in the direction he wants me to go, and I'm going to continue in that walk. But the problem is sometimes I make too many decisions all day long. Sometimes I need to stop and pray to him and ask him, what's the next step? What should I do? How should I handle it? Where am I going? We need to spend the time... Examine ourselves, examine our choices, examine our attitudes, how we treat people, how we love people. You know, it's amazing to me that, I mean, the car dealerships, we think they're the greatest people in the world. They're putting us in a brand-new car. How long does that excitement last? Till the third or fourth payment? And then you got another 75, 80 payments to make? How long does your excitement last? expectations, disappointments. How many times are you disappointed when you get rid of that car? Oh, you're thrilled. Do we live on the emotions of high and low constantly? High and low because we when we bought it and and now we're getting rid of it, now we hate it or we we look for excuses. Do we look for excuses to buy something else? Do we make up stories? Do we lie to ourselves? Oh, I need a new vehicle. I used to have a gentleman, and I took care of him. I sold him cars for thirty years. I know that's—I right. sold him something every six months, but I knew that he wasn't going to put many miles on it. I knew that he wasn't going to hurt it. I knew I was going to get it back, but he looked for excuses. First, he needed a four-door, you know, just in case he was going to take somebody with him. Then six months later, he needed a two-door. Then six months later, he needed a pickup. Wasn't going to haul nothing, but he might. Do we look for excuses? Do we, do we lie to our spouses? Oh, I need this, I need that. You know, I don't look so good in the neighborhood. Boy, I'm going to tell you, y'all live in my neighborhood. I drive anything that's got gas. It don't matter to me. I mean, I love to pull up there in a $500 car. Or I might come up here in a $100,000 car. And I'm driving that $100,000 car because car, I don't want to leave it on a lot. Somebody hurt it, steal it, do something to it. And I drive that car like sell it. I want it gone. The best kind of car for me is a soul car. That's my favorite car. I hate them all. I do. I mean, if I've got it sold, that just tickles me. It does tickle me, you know. And I've had people, I I built a 36 Ford street rod. And, I mean, it was gorgeous and it was cool and everybody loved it. And I sold it. And they said, why did you sell that car? You put so much time in it, so much effort in it, so much work in it. But it's an object. Yes, I enjoyed building. I enjoy being productive. I enjoy working on cars. But where does it go from there? Do you really enjoy driving it? You get to the point where this is such a nice car you're scared somebody's going to hit it? You can't park it anywhere? I talk about my account manager at another radio station that bought a brand new SS Camaro. And like he needed it, he's got four kids. I told him he's got to take the trunk off, put two of them in the trunk, put two in the back seat, two in the trunk. He got four little babies. I said, "Are you nuts? Why do you buy that?" Oh, I just love Camaros. And he parked it way in the back of the station. I pull in there one day, and it's parked in the regular parking. And I walk in there, and I said, "You've lost that love and feeling." And everybody started laughing. I said, "Hey, Arnie, you've lost your love and feeling on that, on that Camaro you parked." Oh, I, I made sure I parked it in a good spot. Boom, Arnie. The effort, the desire is gone. And so, uh, you know, 30 extra steps you won't do for this. Have you lost that love and feeling? Have you lost the love and feeling on your vehicle? Are you not content? Maybe you need to examine yourselves. Examine what makes you tick, what makes you buy things, what comforts you. Is peace of mind better comfort to you than owning an object? Maybe so, I don't know. I I think a little bit outside the box. And the reason I can, I've walked those shoes, Bubba. Yeah, that's me. I had to have the biggest and the baddest and the finest. But the good thing about it, I was in the business. I could do those things. And now I have desire to have that, do that, nothing like that. It's because Jesus Christ came into my life, changed my heart, my attitude, my ways, my thinking, and he's continued to work on me little by little. It says next to Let me tell you something. It's been 23 years, so he's been working on me a long time, and he's not giving up, and I'm not giving up. God bless you. We'll be right back. Tune in. Tell your friends and neighbors we got another half hour coming up. Thank you, Barry.
2: Toyota of San Antonio I-35 South exit 144 Fisher Road and 24 hours a day at northparktoyota.com
0: We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM 630 KSLR Now back to Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM 630 KSLR KSLR
1: The good, the bad, and the ugly. I tell you what, you gotta make better decisions. Yeah, we want dealerships to make money, but we don't wanna make 40, 50% on you. We like 5 or 10%. I mean, if it's a hot car and hard to get and it's perfect 10%, you know. But I mean, some of these dealerships are out to make 40, 50, and 100%. I mean, that dealership sold that lady, that Mazda RX-8, and made over $10,000 on that car. And then she took it back to them, and they wouldn't buy it. She tried to convince them, you know, y'all told me it's the greatest deal in the world. You told me that everybody would love the unit. You told me this. You told me that. But when time came around... Nobody wanted to buy it. Nobody wanted to step up to the plate. Amazing! Would the, is the guy lying to? He put her together big time. I happen to know that dealership, and that's a. I'd, hey, I would hitchhike with a Chevrolet hubcap on my hand before I'd buy anything from that dude. I'm telling you, there's places in this town that you know I wouldn't even walk on their lot. Zero, no chances, and that's one of them. But there's places like that. That's why you need the good Lord in your life. You need wisdom. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to pray about it. You need to study about it. You need to understand it. But the problem is the last five, ten years, this business has been a tremendous change. Overhead has exploded. I've had a lot of people say, well, why is it so different? I said years ago, new car dealerships used to open the doors up for a half a million a month. Now it's a million and a half. Guess what? They've got to make money on somebody. Hey, make money and make friends because you want to make money on your friends and your neighbors and your relatives. Guess what? The enemies don't come around. That's, that's the saying in the car business, and it's pretty true. I mean, somebody don't like you, they're not going to walk in the door. They're not going to buy from you. I talk about my son, and they were looking for a tractor for his mother-in-law on her ranch, and he he'd started shopping. Number one, he's been in the car business. He knows the system. He knows the deal. And he was out, and I asked him where he'd been. He said, I've been looking at tractor, new tractors. And I said, well, did you buy one? He said, no, but I found the person I'm going to buy one from. And he knows the difference. He's been in the car business all his life, too. I mean, it's, it's not his fault he came up in the car life like I have. And, I mean, I... I guess it flowed over him. But anyway, he's very good at it, very knowledgeable, and does a good job. But he also knows the difference in salespeople. He knows difference in dealerships. He knows difference in product. And that's what he's doing. But too many people are going to jump up this morning on Saturday morning and say, hey, let's go buy a car. They haven't shopped. They haven't done their homework. They haven't been to learn to buy and sell com. They didn't, find, they didn't go to learn-to-buy-and-sell-cars.com and find out what their trade's worth. You can go there, describe your car, put your VIN in so we know where we stand because I don't want to cut you to your knees when you come to my office. So come on up, and then I'll buy your car, make an offer on your car, then you know where you stand. My overhead's super low. I got 20 reasons why I'm a better buyer than most people my overhead my experience i mean i'll read it off sometime i think it's 21 reasons why i'm a, a better buyer than most people and i live the business i've been in it 54 years i understand the business i've got so many different connections i just made a connection uh, this week from a guy in marshall texas who wants to do business with me uh he loves what i've sold him and he's a dealer, and he's giving me what he wants. I've got dealers like that all over the United States. But I can send stuff out, and that's the key. So also go to learn to buy and Go to the other side. Go to ftc.gov. This is a quick, we're going to run through this because I've explained it so many times. ftc.gov. Know exactly what your credit score is look at it hard, clean it up, see if somebody's trying to buy something on your name, trying to do something on your name, whatever. So, you know, make sure that you've got it cleaned up. And then also, if you need help on cleaning it up, I've got a a, a guy that used to work for Dave Ramsey. I'll give you his phone number. At a real good rate, they'll take care of that. So you've got the good, the bad, the ugly Right there, so you understand what's good in your credit, what's not bad, what you need to clean up and get it ready. Then go talk to a bank, credit union, shop, shop, shop. Everywhere you go, everywhere you do, everything that's going on. And and that way you'll know exactly what your interest rate, what the loan's going to cost, how long you're going to be, how much you're going to pay, what the total note's going to be. So you you just got to understand that's that's the key. And then you start shopping and see exactly. What you're going to spend. Go f- check the cars, check the situations, check everything to know exactly what you're going to buy. Know what your trade's worth, know what everything's worth. But learn to buy and sell. com is an easy process, and guess what? It's free. Oh, don't we love free? We love it, and that's what I want to do. I want to give back. That's part of my community that's part of what i want to do i want to give back to the community what i've learned what i've experienced and so whatever it takes that's the key i want you to help your family i want you to have money at the end of the month. i want you to make better decisions study it really really hard and know exactly what what you can do so and also we want to talk about one quick thing income tax checks are coming Hey, don't do a rapid refund. They take too much money. That's your hard earned money. It's not free government money. So take that money and start studying. Hey, the next if it takes ten days to get it, no big deal. Don't pay somebody seven hundred and fifty dollars of your money for ten get the check ten days early. Go to study and talk to everybody about what's available for cars. On line one, we got Carlos. How you doing, Carlos?
3: I, uh, good morning, Mr. Randy. Uh, I hope you have a good week and a beautiful weekend. Thank you for the radio station to help us. My question to you is: I have a lot of friends. Uh, they want to start buying. You talking about the income tax checks? It's good for us to handle the checks to the carlots and wait for all the process because they say we give the checks. They got to give us a better discounts. How good is that? Uh, uh, which?
1: No, put that. Put that. Put that money in the bank, where it's safe. Don't hand that check to them. Don't let them know how much you got, because they're going to get every available dollar that they can get. Put it in the bank and study hard. And don't get excited because you walk in on a car lot right now. I, I listened. To, um, I had an ad in a in a big time car dealer magazine that they're buying bad credit people, the new car dealers are, the person may be able, if they worked it right, worked it hard, even if their credit's a little bad, they could buy from a new car dealer as long as they fit their budget, fit their family, and they can handle the the payment. And so what they're doing is they're, they're taking a bunch of bad loans, putting them with a bunch of good loans, and making the credit unions and the bank buy them all. So put that money in the bank. Don't do it. Don't Hey, don't get your taxes done at a car lot. Number one, they're not professionals. Number two, they'll take a bite off of it. You're giving them free money that you worked hard on, that your employee put back for you. So don't do that. I would put the money in the bank, and I'd start asking everybody I know, everybody at church, everybody where I worked, all my friends, you got anything for sale? And find out if somebody's got something for sale at a decent price that'll fit. The best kind of cars paid for a paid-for car. So, I mean, that's what you've got to do. Don't let a car dealer know how much you got. Ask them what their deal is, you know, and shop price. I lost a guy that buy here, pay here, that used to advertise on here. And I've done business with him over 40 years. I love him. He's the most honest guy I know. But he told me my listeners were too tough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They're learning. They're doing better. He said, I don't want to advertise on you. I don't want these people coming in here because they beat me up on the price. They beat me up on the interest rate. they, They want a fair deal. Don't you? And I explained it to this owner. I said, don't you, when you walk in a place, want the best price, the best product at the best deal and everything else? Yeah. I said, well, maybe the customers. He said, yeah, but they don't deserve it with their credit that way. I said, well, you want it and you're putting a GPS on it. You know how to follow them around. I said, I'm just trying to educate people. Nobody wants a, a fair, even playing field. I mean, that field for Super Bowl, which I'm probably not going to watch, is sitting there, and the referees, I'm wearing my referee because it's Super Bowl and because they, hey, without referees, what would that be? That would be a crazy game with no referees, wouldn't it? It would be a free-for-all. Well, the same way these dealers don't want an even playing field. They want to know all the stuff and the customer know nothing.
3: Other question, Mr. Randy. Uh, I have two friends. I was with them and these people immediately the first thing they say is do you have papers? Uh, you have a are you American resident and I have a friend he has a passport a passport from Mexico and they tell him we can sell you car with only with your passport, does not matter you don't have nothing papers over here and I tell him wait let me ask this person, Mr. Randy, to see if it's legal or not legal.
1: He can buy a car. It happens every day. Um I've not read a law that said that he couldn't. Now, you've got to have some kind of identification, yes. <laughs> you've got to have some kind of number, which is Social Security number, or you can have a, the green card number. There's all kinds of numbers that they can trace you on. Okay. But, yes, I've sold a lot of people, and most of them had cash to come in. Yes, sir. in cash. Yeah, and passports work, identifications worked, uh, driver's license from Mexico the government will take, they'll take about anything, you know, And but dealers want to, dealers want to intimidate you or they can make more money. They want to intimidate you, make you feel special. Like, Oh, I'm going to finance you. I'm special. Of course, I'm going to go up on price. We were talking to a lady this week that went in another lady. This happens. It's amazing that we put it out a, three weeks ago about a lady getting bumped twice. This lady got bumped twice. She was buying a car. Before you know it, they bumped her $1,000. Well, she needed a car, so she's about to sign up. And they sell the note to a third party, and that party goes up some more. So that's happening every day, and people are going for it. It's actually illegal, and I'm not sure it's legal for that finance company to go up. <clears throat> I haven't looked into it, but I, I guess I need to look at it for all the calls I'm getting.
3: I have a friend here. His name is Fernando. And he's asking me to ask you. Uh, it's a guy, he's calling his, his wife, was shopping around. And these salesman, he said, Let me go to pick you up. And the wife said, Let me wait for my husband. They said, no, Let me pick you up. We can drop the car to you and make a little pressure to them. That's, that's good. Or I don't like telling tell him, Wait, man. No, you are not ready.
1: They want to control her. They want to control her. They want to convince her they're selling the car. And then they're going to tell her or switch her or convince her to buy whatever they want to sell. That's all a game. That's all in being in control. That's all in taking care of the customer. I got news for you. I got new cars I can deliver all over Texas. I got a GMC uh, Chevrolet uh, big store and Ford store and Dodge store and Jeep store that will deliver that car. We delivered two Chevrolets, and I've talked about this before, down in Corpus, two little ladies that shopped for three months' price, and they couldn't beat our price. Just had a gentleman buy a Dodge truck, a diesel, that his son's in the business, and we beat him 1,500. And he got upset at his son. I said, no, his son has got authority over him, and they tell him what they can sell that unit for. Don't blame your son.
3: Uh-huh. Let me ask you, Mr. Randy, other questions. Uh, a lot of people say, uh, sign this paper like a, this other person and take the car for a couple of days. That's good for us, so it's better to. They, they say, leave your car there, doesn't matter, you can drive the car for the weekend this. <laughs> and this. We and we're very special people. We like to see, we like to, we buy, but. It's something tricky. Well, most of the
1: time it's because they haven't got you bought, and they're going to try to get you bought somewhere else. And they may they may lie a little bit to these federal institutions, which I don't understand they don't get hammered for, but they'll find try to find I, – I was talking to a dealer uh, out of Dallas the other day, and his company has 13 financing agencies that finance their cars. Thirteen, that's a lot. So they're going to run them and blast them out there to find somebody that'll pick you up. And and in last resort, they're hoping you come up with more money. And also, you driving that car, that shows your relatives, you know, their your friends, your neighbors, they make you committed. So now you don't want to tell your friends, oh, I didn't get the car, I didn't get finance. You go back over there and they get you for more money. They say, you know... You know, you, all your friends saw your car, all your neighbors, all your relatives. I mean, you know, you, you don't want to go back over there with your old car. So they hammer the price, they hammer the payments, they hammer everything. That's part of the game. And they know the game. The Super Bowl don't compare to the game of the new car and used car dealers. Their knowledge my friends is... Can call you, much, sir? Sure. They can call me on my mobile 830-708. Four
3: seven eight nine. Can you have your website again, please, sir?
1: 830-708-4789. Okay. But, Mr. you know, don't, you, don't. don't be taken advantage of. You got cash money. There's 500 dealers in this town that will say you something.
3: Okay, Mr. Randy. Don't I really appreciate it, all the work you do for us. Thank you for registration. I'm sorry for value with my our questions sir, but... We have a faith in you. Well, I'm station. glad you
1: got a large family. And evidently, y'all all work and pay income tax, and that's what we want. We want productive yes. people in this country. We don't want people who want to live off of the government.
3: No, all of us, we have papers residence, and residents, but we don't know a lot of the laws. And, we, you know, for all the things is happening around, we prefer to ask you, sir, on the station to guide us in the way, you know, Thank you to go to the world, and the thing you do for us, I really appreciate it, Mr. Randy.
1: Well, and, and just like what's going on with the government right now, DACA. Obama could have straightened up DACA, but he didn't want to. If he cared for the the people that's coming to this country, he would straighten it up and he would have made it Right. People don't believe it, but Trump's, he's three times harder working at fixing DACA than Obama. But Obama don't care about the people. He wants, he wants the votes. And why, what he's trying to do is that here are these people that have come over that's got jobs and he wants more people to come over and take their jobs. So is he trying to, was Obama trying to help the people or hurt the people? He was trying to hurt them. Come on over here, take the jobs these people that are over here working. And so we have too many workers, not enough jobs. But Trump is going to build jobs. He's going to help them. He's going to work through it. He's he's a producer. He's productive. And that's what I'm trying to be on this show. I want to be a producer. I want to be productive. I want people to have an even football field. When you look out there at the Super Bowl, who has an advantage? nobody's going to have advantage. The referees, I'm a referee today, refereeing your decisions and the fouls that will come up on you if you're not mentally, physically, and spiritually prepared to go for a battle. You're going in a football battle. I'm going to tell you something. The Eagles and the Patriots are not in a battle compared to what your money can put you in a bad position, put you in debtor's position, prison for six, eight, they're looking at 10 years, and then you've lost a value every month. We were talking about a guy, a friend of mine, in his Camaro a while ago. And he's bought the car, he bought it in fifteen, and he still owes 29000 and the car's worth 22000 So he's 7000 behind. He's going to keep making payments, and the value's going to go down. The good news is he's going to get caught up when it's 5000 Of course, he's going to pay forty forty five thousand 45000 in to have a $5,000 value. How you like losing 40000 Is it fun? Does it hurt? Blood, sweat, and tears? Yeah, my boss just will love it. So... Carlos, thank you for calling. God bless you, you and your family. And y'all keep working and keep striving to be the best you can be.
3: Thank you, Mr. Randy. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And thank you for the Station to allow people like you to share with us the work. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you. And that's true. KSLR, the word, they brought me on this station to help you. I'm in the middle of a bunch of preachers. It's amazing to me to be able to, but I, I want the word in there. I, I love Proverbs 1, 5, and let the wise listen to add to their learning. That's going to be on my book cover because you need to listen. I listen to people. I even listen to people who don't know what they're talking about. I feel sorry for them. And, you know, when somebody's mad at me and got a problem with me, I pray for them. I, I feel sorry for them because they're blown up. They're out of proportion what causes that when you're in a rage and you're mad about something what controls you what caused you to get in that position expectations you're disappointed because somebody lied to you something broke what man makes breaks you don't think they're selling 18 million new cars a year because these things last forever Hey, the government's wanting to get us out of it. We're going to see autonomous cars. They're wanting they are saying 30 years. They're wanting 20 years. If they can get it down to 10 or 15. And the way technology is exploding, we may see it. I was talking to another gentleman that wants a Tesla. Oh, man, everybody's gotten a rage about Teslas. I said, I could build a Tesla. You don't have to charge up. I've never seen a high-mileage Tesla. They were selling one at Mannheim Auction uh, Wednesday. And I said... And it had a little miles. And I think it was on its second owner. It had 12,000 miles on its second owner. But people, we're in too big a hurry. We get, I mean, if we stand in front of a microwave and say, hurry up, you know that we're, we're impatient. And we want everything right away given to us. Are we entitled to anything? I mean, we're entitled to be the best we can be. I mean, God wants us to be productive. Just like Jeremiah 11, 12, 13, 10, 11, 12, 13. What a, you know I pray that every day because he has plans for me, but we got to be willing to listen we got to be but how many times do we do it our way, especially when we're buying something and we get buried? We're in debt for six, eight years. Do we listen to him or do we listen to the salesman? you know we we say we trust in God, but do we? We go in there and we listen to a, a well-trained salesperson, sales lady, whatever. And they tell us that this is what we need to buy and this is going to fit our needs. How do they know? They just met us. Oh, yeah, we bought 10 cars from them. So they robbed you. They kept you in a, in a cycle of debt for 10 years. And you've put in, you know, uh, you've lost a lot of value over those 10 years. And you go back to it. A lady called me the other day. She said, you're so right. I said, right. I hope so. What about? She said, We've been buying cars from this dealership, our families, for 30 years. And we've realized that they are trying to take advantage of us. They overcharge us. Every time we go back in there, we owe a lot more money to make a trade. Uh, We found out that the last time we traded that they sold our cars and made a lot of money. And so they didn't give us all the money. I said, it takes a lot of money to open up these dealerships, and yes, I'm writing a book, The 50 Years of Change in the Car Business, and 30 years ago, we were mom and pop stores. Everybody owned one. Now, billionaires buy the car business. Why? They're cash cows. Big time cash cows. They want that money, and they know what's productive. The problem is, and what do you do with money? These guys are sitting on billions. What do you do with money? So they've got to invest it. They can't put leave it in the bank, you know. And so they advertise any way they can. Hey, if you hate your car, you hate your payment, you hate what you owe, come on in and we're going to make it worse. No, they don't say that. How do you think they give anything? It's about like Las Vegas. I got a buddy of mine who used to work for me, and he'd go out to Las Vegas, and he'd say, I won $10,000 on one slot machine. But he didn't tell you he'd put twenty or 30000 in it to win that $10,000. I went out there. This was 30 years ago, and I watched him. I watched him just pour that money in. Yeah, he won 10000 but, you know, every time he'd come back, 20000 $30,000 loser. And when he won that 10000 he got in high gear then putting that money in. Same way in car dealerships. You think they got these $40, 100000000 million dealerships on not making money, taking a million and a half a month to open the door, and subject to get worse the next three to five years? Property taxes, insurance, workman's comp, uh, utilities, insurance, interest. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And you think it's going to get lower or higher? That's why I've got a small dealership, not many employees, and I buy and sell as many cars as a lot of dealerships a month. At one time, I used to sell 300 a month. I can't get enough bought. That's why I'm on the radio. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'll put a figure on it. We just, we're trying to buy a 16 uh, GMC right now that's wrecked. Just bought uh, bad, three bad motor cars. I'm trying to buy a bad transmission uh, Range Rover right now. People are wanting to sell it. They're sick of it. You know, you get sick of one when it breaks. Hey, it can be fixed. I'm going to fix it, but, you you know, what it fits you and your family and your budget, what do you want to do? Emotions control, and it even says in my magazines, we sell on emotions, we buy on emotions, sell on emotions. And so that's what they do. They get you in that emotion, that right set of mind, and they close you. When's the last time you've been closed and didn't like it? Disappointments? You expected it to keep its value, you expect to be in love with it forever, and you got disappointed? Maybe your expectations were the wrong direction. Maybe we need to, like I said, when Peter took his focus and eyes off of Jesus, he went underwater. Same way with you. You take your focus off of Jesus, car dealer will put you underwater. Call me, 830-708-4789. This is Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. We love you. Thank you, Kenneth Stanley. Thank you for uh, Kathy. Hey, Mike Basham's online.